All right, everybody, welcome back to No Retraction. It's been a bit of a pause since the last episode. However, I do want to thank the viewers for replaying the fuck out of every episode that has been posted. Um, We've gone from 4,000 views from when I first started to 8,200. And that's wild for no shows being posted in a year. So okay. thank y'all. That's, that's, that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> that's what's up. Put the um, episodes on repeat. <laughs> just let them keep playing. That's like it. Do Justin Bieber music. <laughs> that's like that should play over and over and over and over again. That's fire. Just doubling without that. That's like um, that's a hit. So I mm-hmm. I appreciate y'all for that. But we're back. So this is no retraction home of we don't judge we just commentate with love right? logic you agree right i i will say that i do but i say it kind of <laughs> with distance because you could go some directions so i'm gonna just say i don't disagree let's say that yeah um i wanted to take some time out to see if i wanted to take the show in a different direction i still want it to be a safe place where everybody can talk about anything and um, just put a little switch on it. So, bro, I want to talk about fear and change. Okay. So, as you know, February 26th, I gave up sex, right? Mm-hmm. I said I'm going to give it up for a year. That was a huge challenge as viewers have listened to all of the episodes and this is a completely 360. Um, What I didn't realize is that as you give up something, I didn't think a fear would set in. And doing this, I think about a month in, I became scared to see if I could keep up the challenge I upheld for myself. And Mm -hmm. then I got scared because I had friends that were like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, what are you doing? And I felt Mm -hmm. like they would treat me differently. Um, I get that. Because I was open about it, you know? I Because I didn't want to be the person that's just acting weird at the parties, you know? When we're going Mm -hmm. out for like, people were like, why is she not? Is everything okay? Like, I didn't want that. So I just put it out up front you know what I mean and it's not really backlash it was just questions constantly like what was the drastic change for like this is so great like why do this because I didn't just cut out sex I cut out sex toys too like anything sexual I had to cut it out Mm. so I didn't know that that's that's (laughs) that's that's it's just a lot like that's a lot like that's you know when it comes to sexual gratification and things of that nature it's a lot of different methods that people can choose to get rid of you know what i'm saying so it sounds like you said everything and that's a lot shout out to you like that's 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 a lot of things it's one of those things where i didn't want any doors cracked and i knew like for me, like if there's an itch and I rub it, I'll scratch it. I got to like, it just, it would have been a domino effect. So I knew if I utilized a toy, I would end up doing something else. It was like, uh, I can get more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
Yeah. You can't just. I, I get you. I get you. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 but that's, to me, that's, that's the ultimate sign of taking the responsibility serious. That's the ultimate sign is when you can be honest about the slippery slope aspect. Like when we're dealing with this, in my case, it's alcohol. Um, when we're dealing with this, there's a slippery slope connection to it. It's, well, maybe I could do this. Well, you know, you're trying to stop doing something, but you're like, well, maybe I can do it this time. Or maybe I can, you know, maybe just at these kind of parties or maybe, you know, mm -hmm. just, you know, maybe instead of, you know, stopping drinking, I just stop drinking alcohol. I can still drink beer or, you know, mm -hmm. it's like all these different things that you can do. Right. And I think, you know, I'm not judging anyone who does those things because I think everybody has the ability to govern or at least attempt to govern you know what I'm saying? Like what they see to be the ultimate point. But for you to say, I got to take everything out of the equation because a little bit of anything can ultimately lead me back to the overall thing. I think that's an ultimately dope and strong statement because it reflects that you really internalize what the overall issue is. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, right. it, it shows that you're not just playing with it. Like you you're serious about this. Yeah. Because I looked into it and there were so many different things. Like, I guess for me, um, it's one thing to say that you like sex. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, cool. Mm -hmm. But as I was giving it up, I was looking at, there's so many things, you know, there's like selective sobriety. There's enthusiastic mm -hmm. sobriety. Like, there's so many ways mm -hmm. to let something go. Mm -hmm. So like You're you right. said, like some people are like, no, like selective sobriety is like, okay, I won't drink tequila, which is what I was like getting blacked out on, but I'll have wine. Or right. And that works for people. I want to make sure that I say that. I, I'm not trying to cut you off. I just want to make sure that I say that because I'm not authorized. Right. I don't have a background in mental health or drug addiction or sex addiction or alcohol addiction therapy of any type. So I don't want to sound like I know everything about everything. I know people who just said, I'm not doing shots anymore. Facts. And they still drink. They just don't drink shots and they're fine. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to come off like you got to give everything up. It's just, it seems to me like you personally did a very specific and and internal check on, on what the issue is and how to deal with it and i respect that that's all i'm saying i if you was to say that you know i'm going to give up sex but i'm still going to use sex toys or masturbation i would still respect that like i get it because it's about what you think you need to do for you it's it's been that challenge of like how people view you and I don't think well I'll say this with new eyes and new goggles like sobriety goggles we could call it that you come to find out not necessarily well yeah you don't have a lot in common with certain people like that thing was what made it a commonality and then also I'm starting to realize that other people have different values. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so it became like, 
okay, we're out, we're about, we link up with whoever, like go home with them. And then we talk about that the next day. You get what I'm saying? But there was no real friendship, if you think about it. Well, at least I'm just talking about my experience. I I get it, though. There was like a real friendship because we didn't talk about anything other than that. They don't know my moms. They don't even know like where I'm from. And maybe that was my fault. I didn't create that. But we kind of just met off this vibe of like going out, drinking, turning up, what happened the next day. And now I'm at a place where the, because I said the fear. So there was a fear in like losing people or losing friends and just different things. But now like with that change, I hate to say that like removing sex has created me to run value like to learn my value because now I'm not hanging out with certain people when I'm dating I'm not just picking anybody to like sleep with I'm not you know what I'm saying like everything's completely different and I can hear it like I'm coherent like I haven't cut out drinking but I've cut back on it and I'm just aware of everything. So now the change is more like vulnerability, like every fucking day. <laughs> like, it's weird. I understand that. I, again, you know, a lot of times when you're talking about any activity that, you know, done too much can become an impediment to the other things that you want to do in your life. And so I don't want to prioritize any specific element or any specific type of, you know, drinking or drug, whatever it may be. I know people with eating disorders and there's lots of different things that can, you know, keep you from ultimately, you know, going in the direction that you really want to go. And so it sounds like what's going on with you is to some degree what's going on with me, but it sucks. I mean, that's the biggest thing that I would say to anybody is it's not, you know, there's a lot of illusions that I had about it. Like you would stop drinking and then all of a sudden your credit score would go up and somebody would drop off a new car at the house. And it's really not like that. Right. You know, the way I see it is, you know, the things I was dealing with was causing me not to notice that the house was on fire. And now that I'm not engaging in them activities, that didn't make the house stop burning. Like I still got to, figure that shit out. I just have to figure out a better way to deal with the shit, if that makes any sense. And that's kind of like what I think you're saying. It's just you're, now that that's not on the table, you're open to other input and other type of realizations about, you know, your friends, family, and life in general. And that's why it's important that you, you know, stick with it. That's true. Um, I mean, like yesterday officially made 10 months. So, you know, I'm trying to hit it to February 26th. I think as you give up something, I've been trying to figure out, I knew I gave it up because it was something that was becoming excess, you know, like it was becoming really excessive for me. Yeah. And then once you give something up, thoughts like, I never thought I'd be sitting here like, oh, like, why did I give this up? Okay, what's the root of the situation? And now I'm in a place where I can say, like, I didn't have any attack. It was something I was just doing. Right. You know, like, it wasn't, 
it wasn't to feed anything. It wasn't like, it was just an act. And I think that bothered me so because I couldn't connect it when I was sleeping with people and they were like, why aren't we in a relationship? Or like, why, why isn't this growing into something? And I had no connections because it was just doing it. I had no fucking feelings behind it. Now that I'm not doing it, what scares me a little bit, which goes back to fear, is like after February 26th, if I do it again, am I still going to be that same person? I I 100% understand what you're saying. I, I really do. Um, I think we were just talking offline before we started taping. We were just kind of talking a bit. And, you know, one of the things that I told you was, you know, March 17th. Mm-hmm. I dedicated myself to not drinking for a year. I just said one year. I, I didn't want to put any, you know, because at the time I had never tried to not drink before. I had never tried. I'd never viewed it as something that I needed to try to stop doing. I never really identified it as the thing that might be holding me back from other things. Because just like you said, it was just something I did. Right. It was just an action that I did. It just was part of the thing. You know, you go to work, stop at the bar. Right. I go for a run. I stop at the liquor store, grab something real quick, drink something while I'm on the computer doing work. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, it's just part of your daily whatever. And so, you know, it, it comes a point where you're not necessarily viewing it as a source of problems. Right. You know what I'm saying like you know I got legal shit all types of all DUI shit you know just all these things are happening and I'm not necessarily viewing the alcohol as the reason these things are happening yeah you know you go to court and then you leave court and go to the bar and have a drink that's probably not the best way to really deal with what's going on but because right. that action doesn't necessarily connect to anything negative in your mind you know, you don't even really see it. Now that I'm not doing it, I see that. And so right. when you say, you know, how are you going to feel or who are you going to be in a year when, when you know, you review, I feel the exact same way. Like I was telling you, you know, March 17th, in my mind, I have permission to drink. Right. Because I told myself, I'm not going to do this for a year. And I didn't do it for a year. Which, you know, to me, mentally, says that I have the ability to not do this if I don't want to do this, which means that this really doesn't have to be a problem. Correct. But the fear is, is this really a problem? Like, is it like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, is this a problem? Is this something that I just have to remove from my life forever? Right. Because I really don't want to. In this moment where we're talking about this, I recognize that the more I discuss it and say it out loud, the more I feel like other people outside of my situation would definitely point to it and say, yeah, you should probably stop doing that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's, it's a weird balance. And that's the thing I was going to say, like, is it, it goes from like the challenge for yourself and being like, okay, I'm strong enough to say no. And then it becomes, am I strong enough to manage it? Am I strong enough to balance right. it? Can I have like a healthy right. life? And that's what right. is kind of fearful because it's like, 
Yeah. Okay, I gotta try the shit to see if I'm successful. <laughs> like... Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> one of the things, one of the things, and this is important that I say while we're talking about this, because I think, you know, I hate talking about myself and I hate talking about like this type of stuff to some degree. I fuck with you, so I don't have no problem talking to you about it. Yeah. But you know, I hear myself as I talk, so it's like uh, yeah. I don't go to AA. I don't do that. Like that's not my preferred method of dealing with this because the structure of Alcoholics Anonymous requires you to view yourself as an alcoholic. Right. And I don't view myself that way. I don't see myself as an alcoholic. I view myself as someone who needs to remove alcohol from their lives so that they can view some shit, do some other psychological evaluations. I have PTSD. I have childhood trauma, as most human beings do. So, you know, you kind of want to separate this particular thing from other things because, you know, like you said about sexuality in general, it can connect to other things. It could just be an action that you're exhibiting due to some other thing. That's the thing. Exactly. So the question is, if I remove the other thing, is this still a thing? Right. And do I need to test it? You know what I'm saying? Like, do I need to test it? Do I need to try this again to see? Because that might be the alcohol telling me that. It might be, you know, sexuality telling me that. It might, you know what I'm okay. saying? Like, it, it, it might not be factual, actual shit. It might just be, you know, the need for whatever comfort you take in the activity. It, it, does that make any sense? It, it, that's what I am very fearful of. It's just right. the next time I take a sip of liquor, will I like explode? Will I, you know, just go wild and start like fighting people and still, you know what I'm saying? Like, is that who I, cause I don't feel like that. Right. It's, it's weird because on this journey, I'm not sure if it's funny. When you cut out something that you've been doing in excess, you got a lot of time on your hands. Like, so you much. I never realized how boring Tuesdays was. <laughs> I say that every time I go to these meetings, I do two smart recovery meetings a week. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I always say. I just, I didn't realize how boring Tuesdays are. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize the minutia of everyday life to some degree, because I always had this thing that I did in the middle of it that removed some of those edges of boringness. Uh You know what I'm saying? Like, just every day, just, nah, I could pretty much do the boring part of the day. Go to work, do this, I, okay, got to do that, okay. And then I can drink and enjoy myself. Right. And now it's like, what do you do to enjoy yourself without that? It's what, what do you fill that time up? Because you're 100% correct. The first thing that really hits you is just the sheer amount of time that you've spent dealing with this one thing that you removed. Right. And it's, so like, thinking about next year because it's odd like I thought I was like coasting throughout the year so it was I think we spoke at the beginning of the year so beginning of this year I just feel like things were kind of weird you know you're coming out of a relationship you're trying to grasp at straws you're working a job you hate so now I have all this time so then you flip it and like I go apply to different jobs I do get a new job I move like I'm trying to fill the time and then when everything's settled and you're still not doing this act then loneliness hits 
Yeah. You're like, like this would be a great time to do this. Like right. now I'm set up to do this. <laughs> like I'm perfectly set for this to happen. Exactly. Like this would be the perfect time for this. And yet you're still on that journey. Yeah. That's real shit. That's real shit. And I, and it's, I understand because you mentioned like PTSD. Like I do have it. You know, yeah. we spoke about the childhood trauma. You know, I Lots have- Lots of people do. Yeah, like being disassociative, like I have that. So it was, it was one of those things where like I knew I couldn't handle a relationship with the person. So I was like kind of having sex to like coast that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I'm here (laughs) doing this, but -hmm. like I can't handle the day-to-day responsibilities, you know? Mm -hmm. So like now that, I feel like life is a little 360. I know, you know, I'm reading books and like everything in moderation. Truthfully, I don't know how to incorporate that in moderation. I don't. It is, it is, it is, I I need you to understand as my sister, I'm I'm speaking as your brother, that is the most awesome thing to hear because it means that you're open to the journey that's happening and you're looking at it in a realistic way. A lot of times when people are trying to stop doing something or, or take something off the table in that way, to me, that seems to be the hardest part of it is saying, I can't moderate this. That's just tremendously difficult for people to do. It's just tremendous. If everybody that had problems moderating alcohol, would just say I had problems moderating alcohol, this whole world would have a lot less alcohol in it because I'm not the only person that deals with issues of moderation regarding alcohol. You're not the only person that deals with moderation issues regarding sex, like eating or whatever the flip is. It's not just you, but it's the way that you view it. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you admit to yourself that I can't moderate it? Even as I'm talking to you now, there's a part of me that feels like I can moderate alcohol. I feel like I can. Right. But I feel like that feeling might be false. Like, I might not be being honest. You know what I'm saying? Like, I might not be willing to look at myself to the degree that you're looking at yourself right now and saying I can't moderate it because I promise you I went to a whole mental health thing I was in a PTSD slash substance abuse clinic for four and a half months earlier this year where I really started you know that's when I found out I had PTSD I, I didn't recognize that as being an issue for me because I was drinking so you know it was a lot of self medication but when you stop doing it, when you stop doing this thing and you have, as you say, the the, 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 the goggles on, the sobriety goggles, it's important that you, you know, take a real, realistic investigation of that shit. And that's very hard to do. I commend you for being willing and able to do that and being able to tell yourself and be honest with yourself. I can't moderate this. Yeah. That's also that's that's how you get past these things is by being honest with yourself. We as people 
have the tendency to lie to ourselves yeah. in any number of ways all the time. So that's that's yeah. very commendable. That's facts. And like, you know, I you were in the military. I was raised like on the Navy bases. And mm-hmm. you know, my uncles were in the Army. So like, you know, there are certain companies or engineering companies where they build like um, military boards. Like if you're about to go overseas, overseas or you're about to go to war like they have these boards and they set up for at least what I saw I don't know if every base is like this but they set up these boards and they show you like the layout and like Mm -hmm. where you're gonna be and Mm -hmm. various ways to get out if if more than one and Mm -hmm. various hiding place and all these points so you see it before you get dropped off sometimes Mm -hmm. that happens sometimes yeah it depends on it depends on what specialty your military occupational specialty is whether you're actually in charge of building these things yeah it's a lot that goes into it but that's definitely a portion you're definitely correct yeah so like you're given all these ways on how to handle this situation right and i'm and i guess like i'm so wired like that so with this this is the first time where you really can't plan (laughs) you get what i'm saying like I I'm tr- I find myself trying to be like, okay, I won't meet anyone in the club. Maybe if I just go to dinner, but if I go like I'm trying to yeah, create space yeah, yeah, yeah. where I can yeah. like I can execute this plan. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah, plan. yeah. I wanna fuck. How can I make this so that I don't feel Yeah. Like it's overtaking other things that I need to do. And it's crazy because you made a comment earlier about AA. Like I went to SA. And I was like, oh, it's not this bad. Like, it, and, and I, I hate that. Nothing and wrong, I hate that. Nothing wrong and with I hate that. And, but you're 100% correct. And I'm sure anybody that's listening, shout out to the listeners. I'm sure some of y'all are dealing with things similar to this or know someone who's dealing with something sim- similar to this because this is something that, you know, we as humans deal with. Yeah. The natural, the natural occurrence of going into a room like that and hearing someone bare their soul and say these negative things and your mind can go, oh, I'm not that bad. Yeah. I'm not that bad. Like, shit, I ain't never did that. Like, I'd never do that. Like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I do think that to some degree that's natural. But to another degree, it can be potentially dangerous because... You got to evaluate your shit for your... Exactly. Right. Exactly. What's bad for you is bad for you. What's stopping you from growing and potentially being a better person is bad for you. And it can't necessarily be put on a scale in comparison to other people's bad. Yeah. Which is why I don't like that. Like, that's why I don't even like those kind of rooms. That's why I don't even like that type of thing. Because, shout out to my brother, we used to go to AA meetings while he was trying to stop drinking and then after we go to the bar and drink, because hearing those stories would make you thirsty. Facts. Like, damn, I'm sad now. Damn, I'm upset now. Damn, I can't believe motherfuckers out here doing this type of shit. God damn. Everybody in there, alcoholic, 80,000 cigarettes and nasty ass coffee and just old people telling war stories. You know what I mean? Like, just, right. you know, I need a fucking drink. Which is really not the best way to go about it if you're trying to remove this thing. 
And I know for a fact that I have friends and family who have done Narcotics Anonymous, uh, SA, NA, and they understand what I've said when I said this. It's just, it's kind of like this natural reaction to other people's pain that makes you feel like I ain't that bad. Let me just go do this shit real quick. Right. And it's, <laughs> and I won't take away from people's stories. I want to make that very clear for the viewers. Of course. Of These course. are like definitely safe places. And I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm not judging. I'm not judging oh, the stories nope. at all. It's just a natural reaction. It's just a natural, I, I feel, because I do it too. So I'm trying to tell myself more so than even you. Yeah, it's got to be a natural reaction. My first reaction is I'm not that bad, but then right. again, is that the portion of the disease in me telling me to focus on that aspect of it versus I need to hear these stories because I need to stop doing these things before I get to that point? Because that's another way to look at it. But if you're like me, you don't look at it that well. You say, "Oh, I'm not that bad, so I should be good." Yeah, because it, it it, it yeah, broke yeah. down what like my counselor stating because <clears throat> I was you know I was talking to her in a safe place you know and yeah, I'm yeah. like no but their store like we're selling stuff and it was like anybody and like some people were like men female like whatever and she was yeah, like it's a lot okay let's say that's what they're doing but what are you doing to your health mm-hmm. like what decisions are you making like how many raw choices have you made like let's think about like okay let's say that like what were you doing your shit for and that had to reel me in because yeah that's a wake-up call where you're like you're right and you know when you get down to it like i know i wanted companionship for whatever moment that was it might not be long term you know so then i go get a dog (laughs) because we like pulled that down like oh yeah. like I have something to come home to I have something to take care of like now I don't yeah. really have that itch and yeah I can't believe a dog would feel so much <laughs> like it's weird that's, that's but that's but that's because you took something off the table and you allowed yourself to be open to the option does that make sense? Like, like you did that again I'm whenever I'm talking about this stuff especially to you I want to say positive things Right. Because I think what you're doing is awesome. I think what I'm doing is awesome. I fucking hate it. And I need to say that as literally as I can. I fucking hate it because it's boring as fuck. And I every time you turn on the TV is somebody drinking something and I want to drink something. But this is the process that we chose and we owe it to ourselves to see it through. What I'm saying for you is that it's dope that as you're going through this process, you are open to other experiences to take that space. Because if a dog comes and that fills that void that you were engaging in certain activities to fill, then you win, like you win. Like that's a win, like that's a W for real. Like you figured it out. Like you really looked at yourself, analyzed the situation and found a positive way to deal with something that you're gonna have to deal with either way. But that's gotta be part of it. That's gotta, that's got to be the part that it's important for me to deal with. I, I look at it like today I ran. It was raining. I did three miles in the rain. Cool. Whatever. I don't care. Every time I run, 
especially because my feet are all fucked up and I'm old as shit and I'm not in the shape that I used to be when I was in the military. Yeah. Every time you're running, there comes a point somewhere in between, let's say, mile one and mile 1.8, where your mind tells you this is stupid. And it'll start, it, at least mine, it'll start listing all the reasons why this is dumb. Right. Nigga, you're not going to get back into that shape again. Nigga, you're not going to get promoted for this shit. Nigga, ain't nobody going to pay you because you're running right now. Nigga, this shit is dumb. Nigga, it's raining. Nigga, you know you got to walk all the way back after or you have to run back. You don't want to do that shit. Nigga, don't your feet hurt? Nigga, don't your back hurt? Nigga, don't your... You know what I mean? Like, it, it's a list. Every time I do it, there's a list of things that just start appearing, discouraging me from continuing to do this. Right. And every time I fight through that as best I can. Sometimes I'm better at it than other times. But the attempt is to fight through that, to say... This is the list of reasons not to do this. Cool. I'm going to still fucking do this. Because this is what I want to do. Yeah. And I think what we're talking about right now kind of consists of that same type of feeling. It's like, for me, there's all these reasons why I tell myself, why, you know, why are you not drinking? You still broke as fuck. You still old as fuck. You still don't got no bread. You still don't got no bitches. You still, I mean, what are you not drinking for? What's right. the point? Like, what's the point of doing this if the space that you're in when you don't do this is every bit as unpleasant, if not more unpleasant, than the space when you was drinking? Because at least the space when you was drinking in between all the dumb shit you was doing was fun. You had stories. And you felt good in the moment. You felt great in the moment. You made other people feel great in the moment. You had a <laughs> cast load of people who loved the fuck out you when you was drunk because you made everything more fun. And these are random Tuesdays and Wednesdays that I'll never forget. The <laughs> shit went way too far because we were just having a good time. And I'm all about that. But there's a part of my mind that remembers the running scenario. And it's like, that's what my mind is going to do. It's going to tell me all these reasons not to do the thing that I told myself I need to do. Fuck that. I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. Right. You know what I'm and saying? Like, thing, I, I think I'm this whole truth. situation is like, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you go. <clears throat> I think these situations, truthfully, I can sit here and like, I think I started it out talking about friends and shit, but this is a battle with self. Yep. This has become like a battle of my mind. <laughs> yep. Like, myself and my choices and it's that has been the biggest because I know me like I don't sit down for nobody and now I'm like okay let and me chill out and in my mind it's like what you chilling out for <laughs> like what but are you that's doing? but that's the thing but that's the most dopest thing about the realizations that you're making as you're taking shit off the table is you don't know you as well as you think you do I know that. I don't know myself as well as I thought I did. I thought I knew me. I really did. I thought if there was anything I knew, it was me. And then I stopped drinking. And then it's like, oh, I didn't know I liked that shit. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know I didn't like that shit. I didn't know me and this person weren't actually friends. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know this is why I'm in this situation. I didn't know, oh, well, this is, okay, well, damn, I've been in this situation 17 times. Right, And if I look at it, alcohol was connected to all 17 of them times. Yeah, Maybe there's a problem here, but I never looked at it. 
I never assessed it because I figured I knew myself. I figured I knew the ins and outs of me. And sometimes dealing with, you know, PTSD, trauma and things like that. I know for myself, there's a lot of creationism in me. There's a lot of person that I made up in me because of the things that happened to me. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I put in place for me because of me, because that's what I want. And then those are the things that I stick to when I say I know. Like, I know this about me. I don't give a fuck about no bitches. I know this about me. I'm a fresh ass nigga. I wear nicest clothes all the month. You know, these are things I know. Right. But they're really not things I know. They're things I do to feel like I know. Right. But then when you stop doing some things and you're looking at it, do I really care about all these clothes? I'm like, why well, I got all these goddamn clothes? Like all this money I'm looking at, this this car note money, this this apartment money, this you know what I'm saying? Like this is this is really something that I could have did something else with, right? But because I knew myself, I knew that these were the things that I needed. But I don't need them. You know what I'm saying? Does does that make any sense? Is is I think, I think for me, part of this journey is just really getting to know myself better right there's so many things that i've done and so many habits that i have outside of alcohol that i do not care for that i did not care about until i stopped drinking and it's like no nah, i don't like this i'll be doing that shit this shit's stupid right. what the fuck i do that what the fuck i'm fucking that bitch i don't want to fuck that bitch <laughs> but if i'm drinking i'm fucking that bitch every time because that's me. That's who I am. I fuck bitches. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the whole thing that I built up and then put the alcohol on top of to substantiate it. That's not really who I am. Right. If that makes any sense. It, it's, it's a lot of times I think we were talking about, you know, God was on and kind of like a rebirth and, 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 and things of that nature. And I told you that I feel like it's not a rebirth for me specifically but some of those aspects do hold clear it's, it's like i'm seeing myself in a different light right there's a lot of things i don't like a lot of things that i want to change about myself about my situation about my family about my friends about just a lot of things that i never really paid attention to yeah. before no i get it and it's it's one of those things where like now because there's no vices like the pain paying attention is magnified oh yeah like you're you can forced see everything. to look at it <laughs> yeah it sucks That's what sucks. it sucks it sucks every minute yeah. every minute that you're in a situation that you're uncomfortable in it fucking sucks and you can't do the one thing that you usually do to not pay attention to it but you also recognize that doing that thing and not paying attention to it doesn't make the thing disappear. It just sits there and it waits. For, it's just always there. Like whatever the situation is, whatever the uncomfortability, whatever the root of the issue is, it just keeps on existing and metastasizing until you're drinking to keep the issue away or you're having sex to keep the issue away or you're eating and it's no longer giving you the fun and the excitement that it used to give you. Now you're just doing it so that you don't have to look at this bullshit that's going on in your life. Right. And that's when you know it's a problem. And that's, you know, I think that's where you went with it. I think that's where you got. And you might not have got there for the same reasoning that I did. 
but I think from talking to you about this multiple times, you were willing to analyze it, analyze your situation, and say, well, let me see what this looks like without this thing. And you see it now, just like you said. Now you can see every fucking thing. Now you can now you can't not see shit. Like it'd be all types of shit you're not even looking for that you're seeing. Exactly. Because it was never it just wasn't part of the purview before. And it's scary. That's scary to me. You know, looking at my family the way that I look at my family now. It's scary now. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I see all this shit, and it's like, damn, this shit been going on this whole time. That's shit, funny. I'm probably in the middle of some of this shit, and I just didn't even notice because I was drinking. I ain't do. I think it's do whatever the fuck you do. I was in the military. I came home. I don't give a fuck what y'all people do. <laughs> I'm, I'm no seriously. I'm big bad me. I got shit. Who the fuck gonna talk? You know, you ain't talk to me like that when I was a kid. You're not gonna talk to me. Like, you know, nobody. Will do, okay, whatever. But now that I'm not engaging in certain things, it's like you see shit, and it's just like, oh, we gotta. It's a whole lot of changes that we got to do around here, not just me. So with this, <clears throat> with us seeing like the changes and stuff, who, because like you said, March 17th will be a year. Mm-hmm. Who's been, if not your cheerleader, like your place of solace during this? Um, Hello, listeners. I'm currently on this podcast, but I am also known as Logic of the Logic Over Everything podcast. Please feel free to check your local DSPs. Logic Over Everything podcast, as well as the LOE Sports Network. I, myself, a few of my friends try to put together different things to, you know, get shit going. But for me, the process of doing these things has given me solace. It's made me feel better. I didn't it's been a resource for me to talk and to say shit because I've realized now that if I'm not drunk at the end of a ball, I don't really talk. And I didn't know that. Yeah. People that know me think all I do is talk all day. You would really think that. But anybody that knows me outside of that would be like, this nigga don't ever talk. Fact. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm, I'm figuring out the balance of that. I'm figuring, you know, so, you know, like, Joey G and F and Bills and and you know these guys have been my man G Money like my mother my grandmother for sure like my grandmother for sure these are people who to some degree weren't even really prepared to talk to me about the fact that this looked like it could be a problem but they see me trying to go in a different direction. And they're supporting it as best they can. And that to me is, you know, to be able to go out with your friends and hang out with your friends and, you know, they're going to drink and, you know, do whatever they're going to do and they know you're not going to do it. And they're cool with that. And I'm cool with that because we're really friends because I really fuck with y'all because y'all are really my guys, my girls. We really got a rapport, like, you know, 20 plus years, some of us. You know what I'm saying? So for me, like that's, these are resources that I didn't even use two, three years ago. Two or three or four years ago, I wasn't even talking to these people. Right. I really wasn't. We weren't even talking because I was working two jobs, doing this and drinking. Yeah. I didn't have any space for anybody. I didn't have it. There just wasn't time for that. So, you know, like, that's what I would say. Like, what would you say? What would you say is like the situations of people that are really in your corner 
while you're going through this process. I mean, definitely you, bro. Like, I think, you know, we've talked off here. We talk offline where it's like, we've been through phases with each other. And I, and I appreciate that, although it's not every day, it's the days that really count. It's mm-hmm. those moments that talk me off the edge, bro. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's those moments. And, like, my mom, my baby brother, um, you know, my baby brother, he's 24. He'll be 25 next year. And, like, he's grown into a person. He doesn't judge me. He's never mm-hmm. judged me. Right? You're, you're like, anything. Yeah. It's big system. And that doesn't like, ever really change. Nah, and like to still see light in me mm-hmm. when you I don't, I don't make yourself. the best decisions. I, I, I just survive. And I you know, I told him like we our raising was different, you know? Yeah. So I'm I'm part of the the parents that were like hustling when we were coming up. I'm part of the yeah. like so now I have that itch. Like I can't just have one job. Like I don't know how to have one job. Like yeah. I can't get comfortable in a place. I don't know. Like, I know I can pay rent next month, but who knows what might happen? Like, you yeah. got to. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Even when you know you can pay it, you're still kind of looking for something to happen. Something's going to happen because you've seen it happen before coming right. up. Right. That shit matters. Definitely. So, like, him and, like, my my counselor, she's one person that, like, I could go in there, we can do EDMR therapy and like we work on trauma. And then the next week I can tell her like how I feel. And she pulled me up. Like, she'll be like, nah, you talking wild right now. <laughs> like she, um, she's from the East Coast. She's a black woman. Like she will be like, no, no, that's not what we, <laughs> that's not what we work hard. Like you going down the wrong path now. And I appreciate that. And truth be told, me and my moms have worked really hard to get to this place where I appreciate her answering my calls at 2 and 3 a.m. Because there's definitely been some restless nights where I'm like, let me just call my mom. If not God, let me call my mom. <laughs> because yeah. Yeah. And she yeah. was showing up. She'll be she'll be like, oh, I was just walking around the house. And she'll, she'll talk to me. And Shout out to mom. Shout yeah. out to mom. It's not even... What I like about the end of this year is that it's not bad anymore. It's just filling time. That's why I said I'm just learning how much time you have when you're not doing certain things. Yeah. And she's filling time. And lastly, my dog. I don't know how these four-pawed animals know what you're going through, but he has been... Oh my God. I never thought I would be this person. I never thought, like, I'm not dressing him up and doing dog. Like, it's not that. Yeah. But this yeah. is like my, he my ace. They can That's... sense, like, a sad day. They can sense, like, when you're happy, he's like running around when it's sad. He chills on the couch with me. Like, you know, he, I, I don't know. I like, get it. Yeah. I get it. Like, he's something. So, like, I wanted to do the show and I think I kind of low-key dislike you because it's got a little bit rawer than what I expected. (laughs) I told you. I told you. I told you. Did I not tell you? I'm the type of nigga when you pop up with this, oh, we might go deep. Oh, I'm not the one for that. You need to let a nigga know all breath. 
like beforehand so that we can like get to because I'm you know I don't know you know like I feel like if we could like talk. not record it for half of this and just drop like <laughs> drop we, like thirty could, minutes to this bro. Listen, but... you can do whatever you feel like you need to do. The way I see it is, there's nothing that I'm saying right now that I wouldn't have said if we wasn't taping anything. Facts. So I'm confident. On what I said, I feel like if you play it back, I'm comfortable with every word that I, I didn't say. Anything that I'm you won't stand on, principle wise, you know what I'm saying? Like, because you know how I talk. I'm, I start. That's another thing I'm finding out is I'm starting to realize that I'm not the best at like surface conversation. Yeah, I'm just not the best at that. Because right now I'm not in a position where I feel like I have to pretend like I give a fuck about shit I don't give a fuck about. Whereas years ago, I could do that. I had a mechanism that I could utilize to make me comfortable in spaces where I would ordinarily be uncomfortable. Facts. I'm grateful that you you utilize this and you share part of yourself with my viewers. I'm glad for you always being transparent with me. I'm dope. I think it was a dope talk. I'm fucking dope. I know. (laughs) You are. No, it, no, it's okay. It's it, listen. It's okay to tell yourself you're dope. That's not a bad thing. For most of my life, I thought that was a bad thing. I thought that you should never do that. Like you should never pat yourself on the back. Like you should never. I was raised in an environment that was pretty much based on negative focus and negative implications, and you know, don't do this because something bad. Do this or something bad. Not do this because it's good. Not you're good. It's you know what I'm saying like that's just not how. So negative reinforcement. J- joining the military. That's why it worked for me because all that is is just negative reinforcement, and I'm good at that. This gave me the opportunity to try something different. Positive reinforcement. And I thank you. I love you. I as soon as we first connected, I started calling you my sister, and I meant it. And I don't even know why I did that, but I did. Yeah. And and you took it. The way that I said it, and here we are. So, thank you. I I appreciate you for lending, you know, your time and your platform yeah. for my dope ass words. Because I'm dope as fuck. Like that, you're dope as fuck too. It's a whole bunch of dope people. Like, give yourself permission to be dope. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Why not? Y'all heard it here. I'm dope as fuck. Dope as fuck. That should be the name of the whole fucking pod. <laughs> I'm dope as fuck. Hey, what's up? Humbly, of course. I'm saying it. Humbly. No, no humility whatsoever. <laughs> what do you need humility for? You got to be your own champion. That's something that I did not learn until I was 42 years old. I got to be my own champion. I can't go through life waiting for somebody else to give me a pat on the back that I feel that I deserve. Okay. And I feel like that's accountable for you. That's accountable for me. That's accountable for everybody. Celebrate your success. And if you don't, say you don't. Fuck it. When you're fucked up, you quick to say you fucked up. You don't have no problem doing that. That's true. I'll give you that. I'm dope as fuck. <laughs> Me too. How about that? <laughs> I love you, bro. I love you too. All right, guys. First episode. No retraction. We back, but we out. We bite, but we out. Thank you, listeners. Thank you so much for allowing us to grace your presence and listening. Um, Keep fucking with my sister shit. She's trying to do some major things. And we 
as a group, but her specifically would really, really, really love the privilege of sharing a gift with you. So just stay tuned.